Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. So, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. The recordings may sound very, very different than what you're used to hearing. At least for me, while I'm recording, this sounds very different. It may not sound different to you guys whatsoever. But I'm in a very new recording space. I'm at my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, I have moved out of my home in Tuscaloosa. I am moving to Birmingham. But in the meantime, while I'm getting my apartment set up, I'm having to record in lots of places. So right now, you're hearing pretty much their foyer or foyer, whatever you want to call it. Um, so if it sounds awful and echoey as I think it does, I'm so sorry. I'm still figuring this thing out. I'm going to try to figure it out as soon as possible. So stick with me, please. So the reason I'm going to talk today, I'm, let's do a pre-match preview. It's been a minute, and I have a fun post-match uh, reactions that's going to be happening with uh, some guys out at Phoenix, and I think you're really going to enjoy that one. But obviously, I don't know how that's going to go yet because we haven't watched the match. But I kind of wanted to bring this Phoenix team to your attention, be, obviously because we're playing them, but this team is very much, it feels like, it feels like almost like the Legion team where they have underperformed pretty heavily, right? And a lot of people saw this Phoenix team coming into this season and we're like, this team is going to win all of the things. They're going to go on. Like people were saying, they finally had their defense sorted. The question mark was their offense, and their offense has been fine, to be honest. So I want to look a little bit at this Phoenix team, and they've had some ups and their downs. Their most recent match against Hartford Athletic was a 2-1 win, very much like Legion's. But don't let that fool you. I want to tell you that, A, this Hartford Athletic team uh, was honestly a little unfortunate, I would say, this match. I mean, Hartford probably should have got at least a draw out of this match. They are very unlucky to lose this match. But this is a much better Hartford team than Legion played. And I don't think it's close. With the additions that they made with guys like Corey Herzog, who is a USL legend, and just some other additions they made along the way, um, this is a much better team than Legion played. And I think Phoenix showed that they were still the better team. So coming into this match... Phoenix is still the better team. And you're going to look at me and say, no, 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 hey, 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 Kaylor, you're wrong, you're an idiot, you're a fool. And to which I would say, no. Because you're going to say, well, what about that 7-0 loss to New Mexico United? That's a big rivalry game. It's a big derby match. You know, how in the world do you lose a big derby match 7-0? Well, a little bit of context to it. There was a COVID thing. Um, and basically with... The way that I understand it is that Phoenix was told you have to play this game when it's rescheduled or else you're going to get a major fine. And so the match was rescheduled to a Tuesday where Phoenix basically was like, we can't, we can't do that. So they sent up, I believe, six or seven academy players and played all of them. So this was essentially the academy team versus a very good New Mexico United team. 
And so don't look into that result too much. I think that this Phoenix team is much better than that. But let's keep talking a little bit. So what makes this team so great? Uh, you know, you're going to look at their offensive stats, right? Um, their offense is incredible. They shoot a lot. They are It's team footy. I don't know what else to tell you. But there is a guy that I really, really like on their team. And that is a guy, uh, I believe his first name is Greg. Greg Hurst. He's a guy who came from Union Omaha. Who he got a goal in this last match against uh, Hartford, but he has just been he's just been doing the dang thing all year long, and he did it back then in League One as well. It's very much still very similar of a team or a similar of a player. If you look at this guy Hurst, uh, my friend uh, John Morrissey, USL Tactics. If you look at some of the stuff that he has put out there. Hurst has been the same player throughout the leagues, just as much um, XG, uh, just as many expected assists, expected goals. His goal output, maybe not as high as you would think, but he's also coming up a level. I mean, five goals in ten matches is nothing to scoff at. He is a great passer. He, He has one assist on the season, but... His crosses are great. His his ability to create chances is incredible. So he's going to be a guy that you have to keep your eye on. But you can't just keep a, your eye on him. You have another guy who is right beside him in Santi Moar. And if you have ever heard of Santi Moar, his stats are not going to wow you. He doesn't have any goals. Um, but... Let me tell you, he causes havoc. Again, his stats don't come off the page that, you know, like it's all crazy and whatnot. But Santi Moar, he finds places. He creates problems. Santi Moar is incredible. You're going to be so impressed with this guy. I love watching him play. There is, and then another, and this is just going to be me ranting and raving about how good this offense is. On the other side, they have a guy named Epps who was with San Antonio last year, I do believe, with already with two goals. Um, his ability to pass is even better than everybody else's. He creates chances like crazy. He and so Santi Moar and Epps are both wingers, much like we would use a Marlon or a um, or a Prosper Kasim. The thing is, is that. Phoenix, they don't play wide. They don't exactly play narrow. They just kind of play. But the way they play their game, they essentially create a four-man attack with Rodriguez, their number 10, pushing in to become almost a secondary striker. They allow their wingers to get up and down. So you have a four-man attack. This essentially ends up looking like a... a, I don't know how else to describe this because their center backs play deep there. Uh, wing backs uh, play really high up, so it's kind of a a two three one four, if that makes sense. Whenever they're in their attacking possession, the thing is, is that they're always attacking. That's what they do. They're so freaking good at it, and it's really impressive to watch. Just kind of watch them do their thing. I mean, Marcus Epps is incredible. Uh, Sejas is Luis Sejas, who is their uh, I'm 
can't remember what position he plays now. He's another one of their just killer players that, you know, depends where you want to put him. Oh, he's another midfielder. So sorry. He's one of their cams, number 18. Um, I have my notes in front of me, just uh, peeling back the curtain just a little bit. Um, I have my notes in front of me, but I really this is I didn't put them in the order that I normally do, so that I'm all kind of out to, out of whack right now. <laughs> but this is a team that just creates problems. I mean, Sejas is a brilliant playmaker, super underrated when it comes to this team as well, because we don't really. Uh, he, uh, Gunther, Sejas Gunther, by the way, um, creates goals, creates just havoc in the box. Again, just a wonderful passer. He is a more shot-minded Bruno, almost, is the way I would describe him. The way that he creates channels, but they, and the way that he just picks apart defenses is just beautiful. And, yeah, so this is a very great attacking team. On the other side, though, you're going to say, well, surely this means that they're bad on defense. Uh, you would be uh, not exactly wrong, but they're giving up. And granted, now, again, stats are mega skewed by this New Mexico result. They're giving up just over two goals a game, but they also have three clean sheets. And it's important to talk about Ben Lunt, their keeper. Right. Ben Lunt is an incredible, incredible player. Ben Lunt basically just went out there and he's from the Cincinnati uh, organization. He went through FC Cincinnati, was drafted by them, and basically he just he continues to do the dang thing. He is an incredible player. A lot of the FC Cincinnati fans, including myself, I'm talking about myself here, um, <laughs> basically said that he was the best keeper on the team. Why don't we keep him up? Why don't we? Why don't we keep him around? But it's because he was an international. I think Germany, and basically Ben Lunt just—he's just incredible. I don't know what else to say. He is just a wicked good player. He has played all the ma- almost all the matches for them, and I think you're going to be shocked at some of the saves that he makes. I think he was with uh, Louisville City as well, where I think he might have won Golden Gloves. Um, he's, again, just an absolute incredible, incredible player. And what I'm kind of getting at here is that this Phoenix team, they don't really have many flaws and if you look on their bench they have a guy named darnell king darnell king might be i mean he should have been starting this match let's make that very very clear but darnell king uh, stupid how good he is he doesn't create all the goals but he is a fullback I mean, last year, three goals. Year before that, one goal. Then he got two goals, then one goal, two goals, three goals. I mean, for a guy who is in, for a, sorry, let me back up a little bit. For a guy who's a fullback, getting 13 goals in your career is nothing to scoff at. He's a 31-year-old who's just been doing doing it the whole dang time. He's just an incredible player. 
on I mean these are a lot of guys and if you've been around the USL game for a while you're like that's a dude I know that's a dude I know that's a dude I know that's kind of them that's what they do they're just an incredible team and I think something that for Legion fans I think we need to look at this match if we come away with a point that's a win that's a hardcore win I wish I could say, no, 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 au contraire, this is a, you know, a loss here or a draw here is detrimental, we need to be demanding success, and I agree, we should, but this is the second game of an away stint, this is a tough, tough team, and their stats may not say it, they got off to a rough start, and a lot of people, if you're going to look at how to beat this team, I think the match you probably should be looking at is going to be this uh, this uh, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies match, right? Where I I still don't get it. I still don't understand how that result happened. But the Rowdies have just kind of turned up out of nowhere. They just kind of showed up and started showed up and started doing the dang thing again. And with that match against the Rowdies. I mean, it was what I think it was five nil, the entire match, and then they the only goal was an own goal. And no, sorry, that's not true. I got that solely backwards. Um, they scored three own goals, <laughs> two own goals. I'm an idiot. Um, and this this Rowdies team was ridiculous. And again, if you decide to go purely by the numbers. Right. If you go by the numbers, you say, well, Phoenix got their first goal and then uh, they got, you know, a 1.5 XG, da 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 da. Tampa Bay only got a, you know, 1.9, blah, 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 whatever. uh, Just spewing stats everywhere, right? Yeah, you could say they're a little hard done. But this is a team, that was a match where we really saw Tampa Bay take advantage of some attack or some defensive deficiencies i mean that was the first time that we really saw their their back line be pushed back as far as it was like i said this team likes to push forward and create a four-man attacking line right but this match didn't happen they had santi moar they had hearst they had rodriguez all pushing up as really really high but then you know, they kind of stuck to their starting formation a little bit. They came out with a, what looked like a 5-4-1. And, but in the match, it turned out to be more of a of a 4-3-3-ish kind of shape. But that's just because they were sitting back so far. And I haven't really seen that happen to this team before. Guys like Jake LaCava, which I have been banging the drum on, that he might be USL player of the year. He is the most important player for this Tempe Rowdies team. You had Santos, you had Harris, you had uh, Leo Fernandez, you know, all just just covering up this Phoenix Rising team. It was hard. This was a hard match for them. And I think that Tampa Bay just came in with the right attitude and they kind of knew what to do. You can look at tactics. You could say, well, they had their three-man back line. They allowed their wingers to go up and do their dang thing, right? Um, 
you know, they allowed their wing backs to go and attack their back lines, which is all true. And those are things that Legion can take advantage of as we do like to have our wing backs push up. I think in this match, if we're going to have any success, I think we need to allow guys like Ryan James to be allowed into the formation and into the match a little bit more. We use Johnny Dean as a crutch. Let's make that crystal clear. He's an incredible footballer. I don't think anybody is going to say, well, that's not true. He's bad. No, no one's going to say that. But I would hedge to say that we use Johnny Dean too much in the sense that everybody knows where the ball is going. Everybody knows where the ball is going. We're going to push it up to the right side. We're going to give it to Johnny Dean. Johnny Dean's going to give it to Prosper Kasim. Prosper Kasim's going to pass it up to Anderson Asidu. Anderson Asidu is going to pass it either back to Prosper or he's going to have a go. We kind of ignore our left side. I mean, how many how many Legion possessions did I just describe? And I think that if we just utilized Ryan James a little bit more, push that left side a little bit more, by passing to the left, we're going to open up Johnny Dean because the match against um, Las Vegas Lights, they were man, they put two men on Johnny and said he will not beat us. The rest of your players will be allowed to beat us, but Johnny Dean will not beat us. And what did we do? We said, screw it, Johnny's down there somewhere. I think this is the match. So we say, Ryan James, do your dang thing. I thought Ryan has been incredible. I also think this is a match that we can say, hey, I know we traded Thomas Van Kaziel, but screw it. Put three men back there. I say we end up throwing back a uh, Alice Cornali, a Fanwell Cavita. Screw it. Mikey Lopez, uh, Zach Haravo, or Jake Roof. Jake has been incredible. I've loved watching Jake this year. He has grown so much as a player. It's just beautiful to watch. But I think for us to have success, we need to allow our wingbacks to push up a little bit higher. And if we don't want to do that, here's truly where I think we are going to have the most success. And this is, I don't think we're going to do this. I don't. And I'm going to be frustrated by it, and I'm going to scream from the rooftops, and I'm going to be angry about it, but that still doesn't change the fact I think this is the way to success. I think the way that we're going to have success, and this is something that John Fuller, which if you haven't read his latest article, it's just incredible. Check out the Football Forge. Um, it's a four-man back line. You know, Ryan James going from left to right. Ryan James, Famuel Kavita, uh, Alice Cornali, Johnny Dean. Right above them, it's going to be one player. That's going to be Anderson Asidu. Then we're going to go three men, which is going to be, um, assuming this stuff with Bruno doesn't, whatever's going on with Bruno, um, it's going to be Marlon in the on the side or on the left wing, uh, Enzo Martinez in the middle, and Prosper Kasim on the right. And two men up top is going to be Eddie Horvat and Juan Agudelo. Juan Agudelo had an absolute howler of a miss, but he's getting closer, and we're seeing him become more dangerous. I'm starting to believe a little bit more. I still think Eddie Horvat should be starting. I think both things can be true. I think especially right now, with Bruno not around, we have the easiest way forward. You bench Mikey, maybe you bench Zach Haravo, 
and you allow them to come in and be impact subs. Not because they're bad players, but how many teams are going to be able to bring on Mikey Lopez, Zach Caravo, and off the bench? How many teams are going to be, have a Jake Roof sitting on the bench? I mean, these are great players. I think that that is going to be the way forward. And I think against a team like Phoenix, where a lot of teams say, you know what, no, we are going to sit back, we're not going to allow them to score. I think that's the way you're going to do it wrong, because what do they like to do? They like to hold possession. They love to hold possession. Probably their favorite thing. And they're going to go out there, they're going to hold possession, they're going to just sit back and just let it, and they're going to put on pressure. And if you just decide to sit back and let them do their dang thing, you're screwed. It's it's just true. And I think that, you know, I say they like to hold possession. I mean, not exactly. They don't dominate the possession stats, but every single time that Phoenix has the ball, they're doing it. They're always dangerous. They're always doing something. And I think by just sitting back and allow them to have the ball, they're going to have more opportunities. Duh. But that sounds like a no-duh thing. But we've seen with Legion, just because we have possession doesn't mean it, it means anything. But Phoenix makes all their possessions matter. And I think if we decide to go out and attack, we hold on to the ball. We go out there, stop dribbling so freaking much, and just shooting. We have a better chance of winning. And if we walk out of there with a 3-0 loss, but we went for it, or a 3-1 loss, but we went for it and didn't just set up shop and defend the whole time, I'm considering that a win. And I think that's how we kind of have to look at this match. I want to win this match because I think we need as much confidence going into this Memphis match because, newsflash, we're not going to win that match if we go out there doing what we have been doing. It's just true. And if this is the match that we say we're going to try things different, even if it means we lose, by all means, that's fine. I don't care. But if we need to change something. What we did against uh, Red Bulls, where we had these quick counterattacks and it led to goals, we need to be doing that more. Screw the having a counterattack. This is where I was getting so mad at Juan Agudelo. He, we would have the counterattack. He would have a shot, and then he would hold up. He would dribble. He would pass it. He would wait for the return ball. But the thing is, is that at this level, the return ball is not always going to be perfect. And I think that we have figured that out, that we have great passers on this team. We have brilliant players on the ball. But that doesn't mean that they are MLS or you know, champ, or English Championship or Premiership you know, caliber. They're not. And for our level, they're great, but they can't always make the plays that one maybe is used to. And he just needs to start shooting the freaking ball. Eddie Horvat, shoot the freaking ball. Everybody, shoot the freaking ball. Dribble less. Go for it. I feel like I'm talking an FM uh, football manager. But I think that's what we need to expect out of this. If we are going to come out of a result, we need to just attack, attack, attack. Don't do what we have been doing, to be honest. We have a good enough defense that we don't need to hold back our offense, if that makes sense. I think some of our issue is that we have these defensive lapses because we allow teams to attack too much. We have a great defense. I don't think anybody would say otherwise. We have great players. We have a great system for our defense. But we allow a lot of pressure, and eventually almost all good defense crumble 
uh, to a great offense. And that's what Phoenix has. They have a great offense. And so let's fight fire with fire. Let's go for it. If we don't do that, you're going to hear me be very, very ranty with the boys at Fan Experience. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm so sorry if this sounds awful. Um, again, it is what it is. I'm figuring it out. Give me some feedback. Thank you guys so much for being patient with me. And thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, guys, keep hammering on.